The hand bones connected to the arm bone. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host today and I am joined by Pastor Renee Kivit. Welcome, Pastor Renee. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you here. So we are working our way through 1 Corinthians. You bet. And we are, I would say, knee deep, waist deep, definitely almost done. Waist, definitely waist. Yes. So um, we have gone through, this is our fourth week. Um, the first week we talked about... The first week we went through, I think it was just a review of everything, um, an overview. And then we talked about divisions and Mm -hmm. quarreling and then sexual integrity. Mm -hmm. And then um, last week, Pastor Pat talked about um, laying down our rights and the disagreement Mm -hmm. they had over Over food. food. Yeah. Yeah. Just fascinating. Yeah, it is. Very interesting. And so then you have moved on to chapters 11 through 14. That's right. And you talked about gathering, Mm -hmm. getting together. Yeah, what does it mean when we get together? Yeah. All of us, different people from different places and looking different and nothing the same about any one of us. And how can we we gather? The Corinthians were having all sorts of issues um, related related to gathering, you know. Should women wear head coverings? Mm-hmm. Um, should they not wear head coverings? Even though you know, Jesus has freed us from the law, but culturally it, it would have you know made a big difference um, because prostitutes did not wear coverings, and so uh-huh. sort of again that notion, just like laying down, you have the right to not wear, but you know what? We want the gospel to move forward, and so we can you know give that up, and and then also in chapter eleven they're you know misusing the the love feast um, avenue. What was their love feast? It was just a the mealtime gathering, and then they would go into communion from that. But unfortunately, the, the those who were wealthy, who didn't have to work as long or as late, would start. They would provide the food, which was beautiful mm-hmm. and could have been a really beautiful um, serving time uh, to those who were not as well off and, and even to slaves. But they didn't wait for them to get off their work shifts <laughs> to oh. come. And so they would just start eating right away. And that's what, you know, verse 21 says, you know, one, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Well... The poor and the slaves who were not able to come at the beginning of the feast time, um, they, they they didn't get anything, but the others had mm. drank themselves and eaten themselves into a stupor. And so, my dad had a saying for that: if someone oh, yeah. started before everyone got to the table, he would come and say, "Oh, I see you waited for me. Like one pig <laughs> waits for another." <laughs> you know what? It's like it, all of these things are just about me, like yeah. what I want. Yes. The selfish. I don't want to wait. I don't want to. They seem to be a lot about that instant gratification too. Yeah. That like, yeah. I just, what are we doing right now? What's going right. to feel good or look good or for me right now for yeah. me? Like I'm not worried about everybody else that's gathering in our, yeah. in our gathering today. It's just about me. And then and then chapter twelve, talking about gifts. You know, everybody has different gifts, and mm-hmm. we need different gifts. And yesterday we we used the uh, example on Sunday of trying to use an example of, you know, if, if one person is just a foot or one person mm-hmm. is just a hand, you know, how do we need to work together as the body of Christ to actually accomplish, mm-hmm. uh, accomplish tasks? And then this was a brand new aha moment for me. And that was, you know, um, people, you know, pastors, don't, don't take a verse out of context, like look around the verse, yes. make sure you know what's going on. Well, I don't, 
particularly do that when it comes to chapters. Mm-hmm. But okay. chapters. But in between chapters 11 and 12, where they're, you know, sorting out all of these problems. In fact, in the midst of this whole book of Corinthians, where there's so much mess, Paul's trying to address this mess. He's trying to help them figure it out. Yep. It's chapter 13. Yeah. The love chapter. Yeah. I've heard that read probably every, every wedding, wedding I've right. ever been to. Right. Well, almost. And oddly enough, there is no wedding happening here in Corinthians. <laughs> this passage. Just a normal Sunday worship service. Actually, yeah. It has nothing to do with weddings. That's interesting. Nothing to do with weddings. It has to do with the fact that <laughs> we have this messy church fighting, fussing, quarreling, and they're not drawing around what is most important. Mm-hmm. And they're not being drawn to um, to love, to loving one another. And so yeah. here in the midst of all this chaos, all this mess, um, we find the love chapter, which I just think, which I just had like this brilliant moment with the Lord this week. I was like, oh my word, how have I never <laughs> known that? I was yeah. sure it was for marriage, marriages yeah. only, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, but this is actually how we need to love each other as the body of Christ. Mm. Not just that one person that we really, really love and really are willing to work hard to love. No, yeah. it's actually about how Everybody. we should love everyone. I know, right? Deep breath here. Yeah. Um, and then chapter 14, you know, similarly, in disorderly worship, people are speaking in tongues, but there's no interpretation. People are calling out questions in the midst of a teaching. And so it's chaotic. It's, uh, you know, it's difficult for everyone to learn when people are focused on one person or one thing. And so um, Paul is trying to give some direction about about that kind of messy Mm -hmm. time. But when we gather together, it's going to be messy. Why? Because we're all human and and as a default, we're all selfish. So then why don't we just do church with just only people who see things the way we do why are we called to you know yeah work hard at trying to uh work that out well i'll tell you why it's uh in found in ephesians actually it's a passage i read um in service but this this notion um that you know we don't need other people or we're independent or the author of our own destiny mm-hmm. we can create ourselves into whoever we want to be um it's my truth it doesn't matter what anyone mm. else thinks free will yeah it's yeah <laughs> it's just so not how god created us and how he it's not how he created his church to function mm-hmm. um, humanly he created humanity relationally we we desire relationship and that's normal and importance yes important but even as a church it sort of takes that one step further um, in Ephesians chapter four, and it just goes on about we all have these gifts, and he's listing the gifts. Uh, but the, all these different gifts are to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. So they're for everyone. The gifts are for everyone, until we all, all of us, till we all reach unity in the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of Man of God, and become mature. We all have to, I know, we all have to become mature so that we can, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We actually do that as a group. We all do that as a group. And that says, then we will, again, all of us, we will no longer be uh, infants tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there. Um, Instead, speaking truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Jesus. We all of us working together. Mm-hmm. And 
and it's it's like really god was that your plan this is like hard <laughs> and messy and complicated yeah but to re- to to attain this fullness to to be strong to um to grow and become you know the respected mature body of jesus like the only way to do that um comes from chapter 11 verse 1 like imitate jesus yes. like mm-hmm. be as much be as much like jesus as we can yeah and that comes through love man jesus is love he is he's the totality of what that means yeah um and the only way we're going to be able to do that is by trying to you know humanly you can try um, without god helping us we can't do it no like without god working in us there's Mm -hmm. no way to love like we're supposed to love Oh no! Prickly people, or people who just rub you the wrong way, or or whatever. Yep. Um, it's just it's love, and and as I read chapter thirteen with this like new mindset. Yes. Of this is actually not for a husband and wife. I mean, it is too, also. But yes. That it this is for the church, you know, as we as we look around at believers and you know want to say. I'm going to be patient with you. I'm going to be Mm -hmm. kind with you. I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to envy you. Mm. That's it. (laughs) These are all the things love is, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a hard list. (laughs) Yeah. It's a hard list. It is a hard list to do on our own. Yes. It's a hard list to do on our Mm -hmm. own. And frankly, I think it, it probably takes years of practice and not denying yourself um, when I say deny ourselves, like, but um, as in don't take care of yourself. Yes. Um, but when we gather together as a body, when the Corinthians are gathering together, what do they need to be most focused on? It's not what I prefer, what makes me comfortable, what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be what what is what is best for everyone. Like what what's good for you, Julie? Like yeah. what's going to help you worship? But usually it's like I didn't like that. I didn't like, you know, I, yeah. that's not, I, that's not my favorite song or this is not my favorite way to do communion or yes. it, it becomes very much about me, 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 mm-hmm. which is back to that very beginning of the message where, you know, the world is teaching us to be independent and it's all about you. Yes. But that's not how God created us to be. No. So how do we, <clears throat> for example, I look down this list and I think, if I always did some of these things, I would maybe feel like a bit of a doormat. Um, so if I always trusted, if yeah. I always hoped, now I'm not saying people are without hope, but there's hope for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But is this referring to Christians or Christians among other Christians? So I'm thinking like, you know, a family member or a friend who maybe has broken your trust and it says mm-hmm. love always trusts. Are you supposed to tr- continue trusting that person and just have it broken time and again? Right, right. When do you kind of say, eh, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So where do boundaries fit in yeah, as opposed to, this. to just being a doormat? Um, I like to say um, when I'm doing marriage counseling that if if you are trying to outdo your spouse in terms of loving them mm-hmm. and being gracious to them and that is a cycle that will carry on. And as you, um, you know, maybe deny what you wanted last night as a movie, but you, you picked what your spouse wanted and, you know, that just really brought them joy. That yeah. in turn tends to come back to you 
not that you're doing it to get you know motivated in the wrong way, but you love them enough that you're willing to say, you know, this time it's not going to be my choice. You go ahead. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there's 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 these the cycles. In a perfect world, it would just be this constant cycle of love. Well, we're not perfect. Um, we are human. This is like striving toward. Mm-hmm. Um, this is God saying, this is the best way. Yeah. This is the best way. This the is gold standard. This is, the, and mm-hmm. this is how I want it to be. This is how, as a as a body of believers, we're going to be able to move forward into the world and show people who mm-hmm. Jesus is from all of these things. But yes, in the midst of that is all of our humanity. Yeah. Is my selfish nature or my desire to get ahead or um, put someone down to make yourself look. All mm-hmm. of those things do happen. And so... Yeah, it, to me, there's a there's a fine line. Except, you know, we are called to forgive. Uh, how many times? <laughs> oh, only once or twice. I think it said. I read that somewhere. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> seventy sure. times seven. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not sure that's the version I read that from. But yeah, and so that's hard. That's yes, like beyond hard because we want self preservation. We want mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. There's these pieces. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not talking about abusive situations at no. all. Um, and you know, there needs to be boundaries in in relationships because there is sin in the world. Yes, our relationships are not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But if, as an individual, we can, to the best of our ability, work towards this with God helping us, with God shaping our minds, with God helping us see people the way He does, not the through way His lens. We do. Yeah, you know, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I didn't believe in reconciliation and the ability to forgive and love, well, then what would be the point of any of this, right? So, <laughs> well, and you know, I've heard or read somewhere that sometimes you just need to love someone from afar, maybe, mm. and it's almost, you know, is that fair to say, or is that a worldly view to say, you mm. know, we don't get along very well. There just always seems to be conflict when we're on a project together. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think there certainly are personalities that maybe don't just mesh. Mm-hmm. Mesh is easy. Um, but sometimes loving someone is giving them space. Yeah. Right? And so what is the most kind thing you can do? Give them some space. Yeah. You know, what is the most loving thing you can do? Sometimes the most loving thing you can do is letting someone face their own consequences. Yes. So... That is being love, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it's not like the squishy, cuddly heart love. It's hard when that doesn't feel like love to the other person sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like with children, right? Yeah. We discipline them because we love them. If we, yeah. If we didn't care, we'd be like, fine, do whatever you want, right? So yeah. there's, the, there's that piece of teaching. But as a body of believers, as Christians, we, you know, if we are not... If we are not able to work together to recognize one another's gifts as the body, um, to say, "Well, I don't need you. Like your 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 gift is worthless or useless." Um, what does the world see yeah. in us? You know, it goes back to what Pat was saying last week. Like we just inhibit our ability to witness to the world mm. and show them Jesus' love when we cannot love one another. You know, people are looking in on us and saying, "I do not want to be part of that one bit." Yeah, that's not loving. That's not kind. That's backstabbing or that's whatever right and yep. so we really need to look at look at ourselves like look around look at one another and just understand you know our value but understand that other people have value too mm-hmm. 
you know, and sometimes uh, going about it with a partner might take longer, um, but it might actually show them more love than they've ever experienced, right? So they're, yeah. it's a wrestle. It's, it's not easy because our human default is me, what I want, selfishness, independence. So how do we sort out what loving someone looks like. So you've said a couple different Mm -hmm. things. You said, you know, sometimes it means giving them space. Sometimes it means saying no. Like I think about my kids and Mm -hmm. the number of times they'll ask me, can I have candy? Mm -hmm. And I will often say no because Mm -hmm. I know that's not in their best interest. I think Mm -hmm. we too often associate love with saying yes and Mm -hmm. saying, so how do we know what the real loving thing is to do? How do we sort that out? Mm. I think in terms of a like a adult child relationship, we have good we've got good boundaries and we get that part, yeah. right? But between adults, yeah. you know, um, I think we we can't always do that on our own. The Lord yeah. has to help us know what is best, what is most loving. I think sometimes the most loving thing is seeking help from yeah. someone else, a third party. I'm not talking about a gossip ring. I'm talking about going to someone who can help you work this out. Like what is mm-hmm. going to be the most loving thing? And sometimes it's actually asking that question, which is really awkward. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I want to move forward how Jesus would have us move forward, but I don't even know what the lo- most loving thing is to do in this situation. Yeah. Um, which I think would probably cause quite a bit of pause because that's kind of a question <laughs> people don't really ask. <laughs> yes. Um, but when I get um, stuck on like justice and frustration, mm-hmm. I have a friend who would say, well, what, like, what is the most loving thing you could do for that person? And I don't even want that question because I'm irritated and mad or frustrated with what they've done. Because it's usually not what you actually feel like doing mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I think it just it just refocuses, it just changes our perspective. It, it, mm-hmm. it, that's the whole, like, that's what Jesus is trying to do over and over and over again. Like, people, this is what you think is happening. This is what the world says is normal. Like, look, compl- like, just turn your right around and look the opposite direction. Yeah. So it's not normal to us or it's not our default. It's not what we want to do. It's not what the world would tell us to do. It's Jesus way is just a completely 180 different way. And it's hard to wrap our minds around. I'm not yeah. saying it because I know how to do it all. I'm, I'm not good <laughs> gravy. Like I, but I, I, I can see the concept. I know why it's important. And every once in a while I can do it and I go, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know I can't do that on my own. Yes. Right. Um, my human nature is <laughs> fiercely strong sometimes. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not left on our own to sort it out. Yeah. And Jesus calls us to things over and over again, but he doesn't call us to do it by ourselves. Yes. He calls us to this standard and he calls us to be this example and this, this witness. And then he says, okay, I'm going to help you do it. Yeah. Um, which is the perfect combination. <laughs> yes. Um, so Yeah. It's definitely not easy, but there's a reason the love chapter is in the midst of this messy, messy Corinthians church. Yeah. And, uh, and for us, <laughs> I mean, it's right here in the midst <laughs> for us too, as a, right, as, uh, as Christians and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. Any closing thoughts? Oh, goodness. Read, read chapter 13 again and think about uh, people in your life uh, not your spouse, uh, not someone you're in a relationship with, but just, <laughs> you know, as a body of believers, just look around the room and just read it with different eyes. Yeah. See what the Lord shows you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Renee. That's a 
good closing thought. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Renee with any to chat further, if you've got any questions about this or anything else, you can reach her at renee at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or future podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in today, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye.